Have you ever watched a movie and thought, wait a minute, I've seen this plot before. This is just like that other movie. If you went to see The Force Awakens in 2015, then you probably had that experience since it was essentially the same plot as Star Wars A New Hope. Believe it or not, the same thing happens in the Bible all the time. Stories in the Bible that have a similar theme, plot, and message often resurface time and time again, except unlike Star Wars, it's not because the author ran out of ideas. It's actually because the author has a specific message and story that he wants to communicate, and he decides to do that by telling it over and over again throughout history. One of the biggest storylines that appears in the Bible is the underdog plot. Essentially, it goes like this. God's people are threatened by an enemy. They're far outnumbered, and it looks like they'll easily be defeated. But then, by some miracle, God saves them, and usually through a single person. For example, this happens with the life of Samson defeating the Philistines, with Gideon when he defeats the entire army of the Midianites with only 300 men. The plot appears with Daniel when he survives the lions. Then it appears again with Moses when God delivers the nation of Israel from the powerful Egyptian army. Over and over again throughout the Bible, this underdog story shows up. God routinely saves his people by using individuals and strategies that don't seem like they will succeed. But the most iconic underdog story in the Bible is clearly the story of David and Goliath. And it goes like this. The Philistine army comes to fight with the Israeli army. They send out their best warrior, a giant named Goliath, and they say that Israel should send out their best fighter to face off with Goliath. And the fate of the two nations would be determined by this duel. But every day for 40 straight days, Goliath would come out and challenge the Israelites to fight with him. But everyone, even Israel's king, was terrified and unwilling to fight. But one day, David, who was too young to be in the army, by the way, was walking by when he heard Goliath do his daily routine of taunting the Israelites. But David was enraged and volunteered to go and fight Goliath himself. When King Saul heard it, he had his doubts. But eventually, he agreed to let David go into battle. And as we know, David grabbed a slingshot and struck down Goliath. Now, this is the peak underdog story. It's the best example of someone who was nothing becoming someone great. Someone who nobody knew became the hero and celebrity of the nation of Israel. If you read the entire Bible, you get the feeling that God loves this underdog storyline. He loves the story so much that he tells it over and over again. In fact, God would allow his people to get into a perilous situation that seemed impossible to get out of just so that he could work some miracle and reenact this underdog plot. Now, why would God do this? Just because he enjoys it? No, God is much more intentional than that. God reenacts this plot over and over throughout the history of Israel because he's telling us something about the ultimate underdog story that the whole Bible is about. Every time God rescues out of an impossible situation— it's a foreshadowing of the ultimate rescue that he would accomplish. He's not simply remaking the same story because he lacks originality. He's showing us over and over again what he will ultimately one day do. He's helping us to see through every underdog story in the Bible the ultimate way of salvation that he will provide for all people. Just like the Israelites faced an overwhelming enemy, Goliath, someone they could see no way of defeating, all of humanity faces an even more overwhelming enemy, one that there is certainly no way of defeating, and that enemy is death. Every underdog story of God rescuing his people from a far more powerful enemy is a foreshadowing of the greatest underdog story, the story of God rescuing all people from the strongest enemy, the enemy of death. 
And that rescue plan looked a lot like all the underdog rescue plans in the Old Testament. Jesus was born in a manger, not a palace. He grew up as a poor man, not a wealthy one. He had no physical attractiveness. He was hated by all the leaders of his time. Those who were closest to him doubted him the most. And the list goes on. Jesus was sent to be the Messiah to Israel, the one who would rescue them from oppression. But on the outside, it didn't seem like he could accomplish any of that. In a sense, he was an underdog. Just like David, he promised to face the enemy on behalf of the people, but he wasn't quite the representative that the people would have chosen. He was an underdog. But there's something very crucial that we're missing here. Jesus didn't really start out as an underdog. He actually started out as the big dog. Jesus is God. And before Jesus became a man, he enjoyed all the pleasures and glories of being God. He created the world and needed nothing. Yet he wanted to rescue us all from death. He wanted to save us all from hell. So he willingly became an underdog. If the story of David is primarily a story about someone who was nobody becoming the most famous and praised person in the nation, then the underdog story of Jesus is actually the opposite. It is the story of the most glorious, beautiful, and praised person in all of existence, God himself becoming one of the lowliest humans and surrendering himself to one of the most horrific deaths imaginable. David and Goliath and all the underdog stories of the Bible point to Christ, but not in the way that we normally think. David's rise from being a nobody to being a national hero tells us all about his faith and strength. But Christ's descent from the perfection of heaven to the sufferings of earth tells us about more than just his faith and strength. It tells us about his incredible love for us. It's one thing to sacrifice yourself for your fellow brethren like David did. It's entirely something else to strip yourself of all your power to sacrifice yourself for your enemies. And that is what Christ did for us. Christ willingly stepped down from the throne of heaven to become the greatest underdog. He was abused, mocked, laughed at, despised, and eventually tortured and killed. Not because he happened to be born in a bad circumstance that he needed to overcome, but because he willingly put himself in that underdog position. All because he loved us and so that he could rescue us from the enemy of death and purchase eternal life for us. David was quite the underdog, but Christ is the greater underdog. 